New York City, I'm Adam Teeter, and this is the Vine Fair Podcast Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to give you a better picture of how COVID-19 is impacting all parts of the business, as well as help provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm talking with my friend, Paul Mabray, who is basically the guru when it comes to uh, e-commerce and uh, making wineries understand how they need to go digital. Paul, thank you so much for joining me. Good morning, my friend. Thank you for having me. So um, before we kick this whole thing off, how are you doing? Ah, it, good, good. Um, you know, we're all tucked into the house, um, as everyone else is in Napa. Um, worried about our neighbors and friends more than anything else right now. Um, how about you, my friend? It is. Uh, it's 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 been interesting here. You know, I think we're all on lockdown. Uh, it's not preventing people from going outside, um, but it is you know definitely slowing down day to day life here in, in a number of ways, especially when it comes to how it's impacting the restaurants uh, and bars, with most of them closing. And what we are also seeing is what I want to talk to you about, which is a lot of consumers finally realizing there's a lot of convenience when it comes to ordering wine online, right? So most people that we know are now at home, uh, they're, they're living their entire life inside their apartment, you know, wake up, go to the office, which means basically go to their couch or their dining room table, et cetera. Um, you know, work for eight to 10 hours and then end the day. And usually it seems like they're ending the day with a drink. Um, but with the fear of sort of going outside, I think a lot of people are, are moving towards getting that wine delivered. And I think that's a very new phenomenon. So I'm curious sort of, you know, what you're seeing in the industry and uh, what, what you think, if, if you think there's a positive that can come out of, of all of this at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I echo that. I think that we're all learning about delivery again. Um, I think that uh, when you look from a winery's lens, we just lost two thirds of our sales channels, you know, between on-premise and uh, which is restaurants and bars and um, our tasting rooms are closed and shut down. Um, and most wineries have shifted if they didn't have good distribution to that tasting room model. Um, and now that's dried up and they're really scrambling to activate their e-commerce, um, which is both a good and uh, a challenging thing at the same time. I mean, there's a bit of, um, you know, survival happening and there's also a bit of tone deafness, you know, as people are emailing as fast as possible to ask consumers who are out there anxious and scared to buy wine, you know, so it's this duality um, that's a challenge. So what, I mean... The, the tone deafness you talked about. So basically, what should what do you think smart wineries are doing right now and what should they be doing in order to, to reach their consumers? Well, obviously, communication is key. I'll, I'll give you a small anecdotal story. So my wife's the CEO of a winery, Donham, in California, and her staff is actually calling customers and just asking if they're okay, anything they can do. Um, I know that sounds like very minimal, but it's... Um, a great way to really be empathetic in these terrible times, you know, to checking on people. And of course sales occur, but they're like, Oh God, I could use a case of wine right now. <laughs> it's it's a tough week, right? I've got all my kids at home. I need a, a glass after the end of the day. But um, I think that there's a lot of empathy we need to do that um, trying to help and, and communicate with people as best we can. And on the consumer side, where, I mean, are you seeing, cause obviously you, um, you pay a lot of attention to what's happening digitally. Are you seeing consumers flock to one platform or another? Is it, is it mostly from what you're seeing people sort of, you know, looking for wine in their, you know, at the wineries already 
they already have relationships with? Are you seeing a lot of people sort of, you know, flocking to wine.com or these other retailers? Like what, what do you think is happening right now in that side of the business? Well, there's a lot about convenience. I mean, obviously the platforms that are delivery oriented or have really perfected e-commerce are, are, are stepping to the front of the line. So, you know, if you go to wine.com, I know their sales are booming right now and Drizzly's had more deliveries than ever. Um, and you see the same through most of the delivery apps. I think that that's a natural, um, you know, step for a consumer to go for convenience and ease and something that functions fast. Um, it's not, it's not convenient to buy from directly from a winery. Um, it's not easy oftentimes either. So, um, hopefully we'll adapt. Um, I'm hoping that a lot of wineries invest in their staff and, and doing better customer experiences uh, around this. I mean, the reality of it is, is, uh, the smartest and best wineries and the ones I respect the most are are retreading their employees. And I say that in the kindest way, which is a lot of tasting room staff are are nascent right now and unemployed or verging on the the, the being unemployed. Um, and so wineries that are really smart are putting them to work in ways that help, um, you know, learn new skills or add to the customer experience. I know a lot of wineries are having um, their tasting room staff write letters. Um, some are having them call in or do um, remote tastings uh, via Zoom or other applications. It's it's an interesting time for sure. There's no playbook for this. I, I think that we can say that for sure. And anyone that says differently is not telling the truth. If if you can, though, I mean, you've, you've been in this industry for a long time. If you could look into your crystal ball and say, you know, what where do you think will be at the end of this? What do you think, what fundamental changes do you think will, will this cause to the industry? And where do you think we'll be when we come out of this in six months or however long this takes? You know, it, it's an interesting thing. And I'm, I don't want to be too like retrospective in some ways, but we've been seeing um, these shifts of the changes of behavior for some time. As you know, I'm, look, I'm a digital guy all the way down to my DNA. I believe digital is the scalability and the extension of the way we can touch customers at their home when they want, how they want. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean just selling them direct to consumer. That just means communicating, brand awareness, et cetera. Um, and we've ignored it at our own peril for a very, very long time. Um, and, you know, ironically, the wave after wave of unfortunate tragedies that have been hitting us in the last decade. I mean, just in this decade, I've lived through an earthquake in Napa, two fires, blackouts, and now a pandemic. Um, and they really exacerbated or, or really, you know, opened bare the fact that that tasting model is really brittle. Um, the expectation to have a customer come to you and buy your wine and go home and continue to buy without communicating, taking care of them has been flayed open in a way that is unfortunate through the circumstances. But in my hope is it'll make people invest in ways to really become better, um, you know, stewards of their customers, better way of taking care of them and retaining them and creating better relationships long-term versus this continual expectation that a new wave of fish are coming into our pond whether it's Napa, Sonoma, Paso, Santa Barbara, Oregon, doesn't matter. The enotourism model is not the perfect model. So what what are some things like right now, if, if the people who are listening to this podcast who 
we have a lot of obviously industry listeners um, who work at a work at a winery, et cetera. Like, what could they be doing right now? Obviously, I think one of the points you made is really important, which is taking care of the staff they have. I think at the end of this, consumers will remember the brands that stepped up um, and took care of their people and also tried to give back for sure. Um, what are some other things? You know, now they're all working from home. They could be doing. Yeah, that's a great question. I think first of all is really starting with the basic customer experience. Like, how do you want to treat customers? How do you expect them to be treated beyond just the exchange of wine? I mean, wine is the ticket to ride. Um, but everything from your email communications to your social media, um, to your customer journey, when they go to shop at your cart, is it easy to do? Really kind of stepping back and going slower to go faster, just taking stock of everything. And that even includes your core data. I mean, right now, um, a winery's customer data list is its, is its survivability because we don't know how long this is going to last. I mean, I was just talking with my wife this morning and they're talking about trying to keep us down for three months to keep that curve flat. That's a long time. I don't think mm -hmm. any of us have ever even expected that. So how we're talking with the customers that have already come there, how we're trying to help them, whether it's explaining that we need to keep our staff employed or whether it's helping them get a nice uh, glass of wine to, to take the edge off after a long day and enjoy the company with their family. You know, that's our investment. We have to really, you know, clean that up, understand those customers, make sure we know them very well. Um, I think that that's fundamental. But again, to, I want to just back up to your point. I think that, that your, your statement is really clear is how we act in this time is going to go a long ways into the future. You know, how we're kind to each other, um, including our staff, um, including our customers, um, including our partners. Um, I can tell you right now, there's a, a, a restaurant here in Napa, Compline, who's buying lunches uh, and making lunches for first responders, meaning nurses, doctors, uh, fire uh, men um, and women, um, and the wineries that are leaning in to help, you know, support that. It's a big deal, I think. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I think this is really important to remember, right? It's not just about, you know, obviously pivoting so that you can be, can, can continue to, to be profitable, but it's also really about how can you take care of everyone else that's out there as well? Yeah. I think we should look at profit just to stop that. I mean, profit's one thing. It's about survivability and about helping other people survive. I think profitability, I think we should put through a different lens, maybe in uh, next year. But this year is about, you know, keeping the lights on, making sure our vendors survive through this, um, you know, whether they are e-commerce providers or their partners. I mean, right now we're doing so much pro bono work. As an example, I'm out there helping wineries, uh, you know, unravel and extract their list so they can make better sales or at least understand their customers. And we've been knocking on doors, offering, saying, when you're ready, we're here to help because we want to keep your staff busy, whether it's handing them lists of people to write letters to or uh, to call and check in with, or they don't have addresses um, so that you can, you know, do um, list hygiene. That's, that's part of what we're doing every day. We're busier than ever, actually. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's crazy. Everyone's finding ways to to help and to still move forward, which is amazing. Um, what are some other? You know, to just close this up because we're doing. You know, these are these are quick conversations. Sure. Um, what would be some of your key? You know, points you could you could give to us to sort of make us feel. Obviously, we want to think that there's going to be some positive results that come out of something that, that's really hard for all of us. Um, you know, what would you say? to to wineries right now that are sort of trying to figure out what to do what is what is the one thing they could do um right now that would 
set them up for success in the future besides obviously the, the key point we're saying, which is take care of their staffs. Yeah. I, I think that, that it's not just taking care of the staff. It's the empathy around taking care of their customers and understanding their customers and, and really investing in retaining customers and the, the thought process around that it's, it's strategic thinking and then tactically deploying that. I mean, but the reality of that is the way they're going to take care of customers is through investing in learning around digital, meaning e-commerce, uh, you know, search, um, social media, and building infrastructure to support those communications going forward. Because right now, um, as they're seeing pretty clearly, people aren't coming to the taste room. So they have to reach into the living rooms of their consumers, whether they're in Boston or in Austin, whether they're in New York or in Miami, um, and do it in a way that's scalable, um, not invasive, um, and with empathy. Do you think that this, you know, just thinking long-term, we're seeing a lot of states relax like the shipping laws, et cetera, to allow for these deliveries to happen right now. Do you think that this ultimately could mean, you know, down the road that these, these laws relax forever? You know, I hope so, but uh, you know, I, I can't predict any of that. I think that we, we don't know anything right now. I think that right. the short term piece, um, I hope it does. Um, there's just so much concern going on. Like I'm concerned how many restaurants are going to be here at the end of this journey, you know, it's, it's a, a sea change for that. You know, how many wineries are going to make it through this journey? It, it's a tough time for all of us. I mean, three months is a long time to be closed. If that's actually, it's a crazy time. It's a really crazy time. Well, Paul, I want to, I want to thank you so much for taking 15 minutes out of your day to chat with me, you know, about sort of what you're seeing on the ground in Napa um, and also sort of what you're seeing in the world of e-commerce. I think a lot of the stuff you're talking about is very important for everyone to really take to heart, right? It's, it's take care of your people, take care of each other, take care of, of, of your customers. And those are the people who, you know, ultimately I think will come out of this. Okay. So, I agree with you. Thank you. Thank you. And be safe, Adam. Thank you. Be safe with you and your family. Talk to you soon. Mike. You too. Take care.